0: You're listening to a flawless noises media network production
1: Hello 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 Miss Mama's what's up Dominique guess what is your famous and favorite bitch gangster Gurry. back 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 again with another episode of Mystic Moments, where I'm bringing a little bit of wisdom and mysticism to your week. Woo! And bitch, guess what? You're getting two fucking episodes in one fucking month. Like, when's the last time that I did two episodes in one month? Because you know the doll be on the move. Let dolls be dolls, please. Okay? Listen, you see, I got the... Okay, got all the noise and stuff like that in the background. I could do a little ASMR. You feel what I'm saying? But today is a very special episode. Before I even get to that, I hope that you are doing well, wherever you are checking in from in this beautiful world. I hope that your sphere is doing fantastic and everything has been going well throughout your month of January. Cause listen, baby girl, she's been intense. Okay. She's been the moment, but it also makes me feel like 2022 is about to be some new shit, some freaky shit, some amazing shit. And I'm ready. And this is a perfect segue into why this episode is so special today. So I actually have, oh my God, is my first guest of 2022, y'all. Listen, I'm so grateful to have a wonderful new friend of mine that also lives in my fucking neighborhood because y'all know that I'd be a lonely-ass bitch, okay? Yeah. Um, and I could record this episode. It doesn't have to be through Zoom. It's literally us sitting in each other's face right now, having conversation. Yeah. And I'm very, very grateful to introduce yeah. you guys to my friend, astrologer, Wade Caves. So, Wade Caves is an astrological consultant and educator educator specializing in horary, horary, horary. I don't know why the fuck, I, my, my espanol. Oh, started kicking in.
0: Horario! <laughs> like, that's where it is.
1: <laughs> um, electional and classical astro- astrological technique. He was certified with honors from the Mayo School of Astrology and has expert knowledge of traditional and modern psychological methods of chart delineation. Wade's passion is in understanding the origins of astrological symbolism and finding reliable ways to put this information to practical use in consultation. He's the editor and annotator of the 300th anniversary, 300th, y'all, that's a, that's a big one, okay? <laughs> 300th anniversary of William Lilly's History of His Life and Times by Rubidoux Press 2015 and teaches for the School of Traditional Astrology, oh, STA. Right. So right. I am very excited, very <laughs> grateful to introduce you guys to my friend, Wade. How are you doing today,
0: Wade? Hey guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm doing very well. I have got to work on that bio. It's like flexing on a- Self too hard. I mean, bitch,
1: you should be fucking flexing on yourself. Like, you're amazing and you're doing great things. So, you should be out here swinging your dick around telling people what you do. But,
0: you know what's funny is, like, I. Listen, the reality is, because this didn't occur to me until I was writing my own bios, we do write our own bios. Mm-hmm. So what everyone needs to remember is, I put those words together. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm listening to somebody else say them. And it's like, it's so, it is a mind trip a little bit. Yeah, because so, yeah. it's like, honestly, like
1: obviously like you're the shit, you obviously know what you're talking about. I was like 2015, like you were published years ago before most of the girls was even thinking about hopping into astrology.
0: Oh, yeah. No tea, no shame. Oh my God, if somebody had told me to get on social media at that time, you know, life would be different. Right different for me today. <laughs> but I wasn't. I had, I think I did have a Twitter at the time, but I was probably tweeting things about like Lady Gaga.
1: I mean, so. weren't we all tweeting things about Lady Gaga back in like 2012? I know I was talking about her back in 2009 because I was
0: right like, let me Twitter. just hit 40404 real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's your text to tweet.
1: Oh my God. Yes. And then do you remember, did you ever like subscribe to other people's like tweets so whenever they would tweet, you would get it to your phone? I'm a kind of a creep like that. Cause
0: I, I listen, I didn't do that, but I also, um, <laughs> It's, and it's not because I'm more balanced. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know it could be done. Oh, listen, I definitely was that girl to be
1: like, is my friend tweeting right now? What he's saying? What's and going on? Listen, it come right but to you my have phone. To
0: remember that I was getting into social media I and mean, we had MySpace, but um, and we're like, we're the same age Mm -hmm. i I think i never remember the details of our ages but i know that we're around the same age. yeah like a year maybe two apart maybe exactly exactly maybe two you're a little younger than me Mm -hmm. right so i was getting facebook in college around the time that they were switching it used to be only college yeah only universities and then they were like we're gonna let regions in Mm. and i think that was probably around the time that um like just kind of disengage the social media a little bit
1: i was about to say listen i mean that is very true because i do remember back in the day when i got my facebook account because i was in and i remember law. everybody
0: protesting how creepy it was that you like had a feed because it didn't used to be that way if you wanted to know what was up with somebody you mm-hmm. went to their profile to see if they left a thing on their wall it didn't mm-hmm. use their did, the news feed did not exist so when they introduced that sorry that's why i was thinking about this in relation to what you were saying before It was all about that um, subscribe feature with Twitter, like the whole idea of subscribing, what people were doing, Mm -hmm. the energy around that time for me. I don't think I'm bad vibes off it. So I, I mean, because yeah. it does low-key give kind of like creeper stalker vibe. like, why are you
1: so invested in exactly. my shit? Why are you so obsessed with me? That's right, that's right. You know, why are you so obsessed with me? And that, that was people. also around that time, that was my jam, because that's how... <laughs> <laughs> that probably did so, come out no, around no, that time. Full circle. <laughs> come on, full circle moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but no, I'm very happy to have Wade here with us today and also bringing him to the Mystic Moments family. Hey, um, I always ask people when they come onto the show what is your sun, moon, rising? your SMR? Um, shout out to Kira Taborn for putting me on. Cause you know, I always be like, okay, what's your, listen, what's your SMR? Like, and I started using that and um, I wanted to know what are your big
0: three? Um, I love SMR because I used to be a buyer in retail and SMR was the, um, the seasonal code for summer. Ah, and it, yeah, every time I hear it, it puts me in a good fucking mood. When you, you say know?
1: that, it makes me think about you know, that's a sweetie gift. I wanted to give the girl something. Yeah, hot, something. A- <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's all they've had is a stuffer, nyan nyan around the house. Okay. <laughs> all right. So um, I'm an Aquarius sun, mm-hmm. um, and my moon is in Virgo, and my ascendant is in Scorpio.
1: Okay, so you said Aquarius' Sun. Wade's yeah.
0: birthday is right around the corner, so we're going to be celebrating his birthday very soon. That is true. You said a Virgo moon? Virgo moon, yes. My moon is a virgin. And then my... Are you, are you a virgin, bitch? Um... I, I would like to plead the fifth. First of all, no, I wouldn't like all, to plead the fifth. I would not like to bleed the fifth. I am not a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I am, what did George Michael say? And I'm good at it. Right, okay, period. Oh, wait, actually, I think he said, and it's good. I think I made it about me. 4K, no, Nice. What, what okay. I completely agree. So um yeah, and Scorpio rising. So okay. that that's why the rest of what just happened follows. <laughs> Honestly, I was about to say because you do have two Scorpio placements sitting right in front of each other and mm. having this
1: conversation. Yeah. Okay, so that makes perfect sense. I was about to say, you know, I always love Aquarius. I love aquarium as I like to call them as multiple. You should. Um as you should. and I have a lot of wonderful aquarium in my life, and that's probably part of the reason why we connected. So just a little bit of backstory. Um, Wade and I met via Twitter. I want to say yeah. I want to. I don't know if it's been like a year. It's been a while, but it's been a minute. Yeah, it's yeah. been a minute. But like you know how sometimes you like follow somebody, and you're like, oh, they seem cool. Like whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and then I believe we like figured out that we lived in the same neighborhood. Right,
0: there wasn't a time that I knew that you were living nearby. I mean, like, cause so when COVID happened and like the whole um you know kind of structure of social life changed, mm-hmm. and around that time. What was happening was I was just making friends in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so the second I found out you were in my neighborhood, it was like, oh, we, you know, this has to, we've gotta meet.
1: It was really weird how that happened because I know that I've <laughs> talked about on this show before, like all my friends have left and they left me here by myself. They, mm. they left me by myself in the hood and I'm over, over here like, oh my God, I ain't got no friends, nobody to hang out with. And then all of a sudden it's like people just started like appearing.
0: A Sailor Moon enthusiasts. Okay, yes, also <laughs> bury that.
1: Listen, that was another thing that we like connected on. Yeah. And that's also something I'm gonna be plugging. Y'all gonna have to listen to the, I think it's called the Moonies podcast, the Sailor Moonies podcast. Because guess who's going to be on very, very soon? You're hearing it here first. Makeup. Okay, listen. The girl is going <laughs> Can to get the makeup. Fetch? <laughs> <laughs> make girl, up. makeup is not going to happen. You can't make makeup <laughs> happen, bitch. Um, but no, we connected on like a variety of like different levels, and then oh, we just god. like kind of were like, oh my god, you live literally like right up the block from me. Went out um, to like go grab like some drinks. This is back yeah. and, you know I was in the streets, you know, shaking my ass, acting a fool in the bars and in the clubs and
0: stuff like that. Yeah, that's that. how I found you. I had to pull him out of the you know just a dumpster or the back. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) hold up hold up right sucking dick in the bed (laughs) she
1: was like no girl i'm taking you home that did that did not happen (laughs) that did not happen however that's how we first connected and it's literally just been like magic like ever since um so i'm just very grateful to have them with me here today i was like listen i'm looking for like my first guest um we were hanging out probably like a week ago and i was like bitch what you doing next wednesday and and here we are so we have to ask how did you get into astrology like why what brought you here to where you are today because i know that you have been um working in like the astrology community for like some years but isn't this your first year kind of like hopping out and making this like your main
0: income yeah that's a good question um yeah so i started with astrology and a professor professional sense Mm -hmm. in 2013 okay um right but okay but the thing (laughs) is when i say that it's like i took a course i knew that i knew enough to get started it's like saying that i started driving at 15 and a half and that's true Mm -hmm. but i couldn't get on the highway then yeah Yeah, it's like so there were stages about how you kind of move through um But anyway the earliest part where i was taking money for anything was in 2013 so that's where i'm like okay i'm gonna put the line in the sand there for myself but Mm i I was into astrology much sooner than that um i when i moved a lot as a kid by the time Mm -hmm. i was in 10th grade i've been in 13 different schools so i was very used to making new friends and um and having to say goodbye to them over and over again Mm. but i was at this new school for the first time and it was around that time where boys knew there was something different with me mm-hmm. they didn't know what it was but they knew they didn't like it mm-hmm. and so i was sitting by myself for a week eating lunch and like the these girls that were in the corner invited me to come have lunch with them them and the thing is that this group of girls—they all had these kind of like special interests and in things, like Nordic folk music, and like <laughs> okay, yeah, one of them wrote vampire novels. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. come on now, no, they like they were cool. So the thing is, on this bookshelf that they had of like all the group's interests was this astrology book. Now I saw Saturn in the cup. You remember those like DK books that had, they were like white, had a white bind on the side. And they're like little encyclopedias about a topic. Mm -hmm. So you could get like a little book about um, psychic phenomena or Mm -hmm. like astronomy or astrology. They would write about anything. They didn't care. (laughs) So... But most of it was cool. I mean, like, but I knew about astrology. So it was one of those books and I picked up, I knew about astrology because in the previous town that I lived in the only way I could make friends was through Sailor Moon. I'd, I'd seen an episode of- actually, i would met these people I wanted to be friends with, a mixture of boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the only thing they talked about, that in Pokemon, so. I, I mean, I'm here for both You of hear those. me? Well, yes. listen, you don't have to ask me twice when it comes to Pokemon. Okay. But it was all that kind of stuff. I just had to kind of leverage common interest to meet these people. And that's what's like my astrology you know kind of interest started there okay um and then just sustained itself i almost gave it up in college but from this boy that i wanted to end up with Mm -hmm. not you ran his chart did you run his chart well listen i didn't need to he's one of those types who would always talk about his own chart um oh okay he likes to astrobate but the not astrobate i've never heard that before first (laughs) you heard it here first astrobation, (laughs) astrobation so anyway he um was a really sweet guy but like I realized like if I wanted I was like oh I've got my in because I know astrology he's into astrology so mm-hmm. astrology came back into my life at that time and I've been doing it ever since I did try to do it full time when I moved to the UK mm-hmm. um let's talk about that move to the UK oh, yeah so yeah so I moved to London in 2018 and lived there for two years mm-hmm. um and yeah, was great, fantastic. Okay. He's choice. international, bitch. And that's right. Some <laughs> call me Mister Worldwide, but I'll let that slide. Okay, but... these bars. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Okay. Um. So, uh. Yeah. So I lived in London for a while. I was gonna do astrology full time. I, you know, I had the clients for it. The issue is that the visa laws to be self-employed. I mean, it was gonna cost me seventy five thousand pounds on top of other costs just to bitch. You know, exactly. So. I I went back into a job that would give me a a work visa, Mm -hmm. but this, but then that job, because of COVID, I worked as a consultant in the transportation and infrastructure data science space, Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm not, you know, a whole idiot. (laughs) Far from it, far from (laughs) it, actually. But the, um, anyway. That um, that closed because of COVID, and so I kind of had this opportunity to just take a leap of faith and move. And just, and it was a, it was a, you know, it was a scary jump. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, life kind of, you know, closed all the other options off around me at that time yeah. because my industry was just in a standstill. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was. It's been great though. I've really enjoyed it, and it's also part of why. You know, we've been able to spend... Because I I remember um, when I added you on Twitter, Mm -hmm. this was because I was actually actively seeking to reintegrate myself back into... Our shared community, whatever we call it, I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah, because the woo woo community, I'll just call it like the French that. folk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come so woo woo we wee <laughs> So uh, at any rate, I remember thinking like, well, you know, I saw your your face a couple times. People were retweeting you, and there are a couple others that I followed simply exactly. You can okay. You listen, can I you know I had flip, to swoop my flip. bang, bitch. Oh, okay, it's a bang, bitch. Um, Sorry, the <laughs> no, screen from the do rag hit my eye. <laughs> Oh my God, Jesus Christ, he's such a show-off. And we have, so so that's um, how I followed you. And then, you know, like a year later, or it was probably, wasn't even that. I mean, it might've been like eight months later, Mm -hmm. I realized that like one of us posted about New York and then it was like, hold up you're here. Yeah. I'm here yeah, where true. you
1: live. You like you down the street around the corner and you said that's where you used to live. And you're if like, I you know, I'm right out here. the
0: window. It might end up on your porch. Honestly, it's, yeah.
1: like it's literally like probably a shorter walk than when I used to go visit my best friends up the street. And I'm like, bitch, how the fuck did this happen? So it's literally divine time and divine placement. And I'm just grateful to also have you just like being in my life now, because I feel uh-huh. like you have uh, helped me to learn not just more about astrology, but also like learn certain things about like myself um and i mean i've also integrated you like into my life he just met my best friend y'all know i talk about charles yeah. all the fucking time oh, he just was so great i love yeah. him he's my favorite person yeah in actually the whole the and world. also
0: um after so we had a spades night and like games like we did taboo and like, night, did type in spades all that stuff i missed the spades i was, was watching this, drag this, i was watching drag race girl which i think is a crazy <laughs> choice because you can watch that anytime
1: yeah but like you know it doesn't hit the same when you're watching it like i don't get after. it you got
0: spades or you got Anyway,
1: so I chose drag race. You chose spades, but, but I chose yeah, drag race. It's
0: because we got a Libra and like, a, and then it's, I'm all, if I, if there's a competition available. <laughs> she's ready. like, I came prepared it, to fight. It's like, I, oh, it's like, I don't go into any house with earrings in. So at any rate, um, but we played and um That night, uh, after everything closed down, a lot of people on the way out were like, you know, didn't know that new kid, Charles, Mm -hmm. Like, good energy, they really liked him. Mm -hmm. He's my fave,
1: he's my fave.
0: Listen, so I'm glad
1: that, you know, everybody's been able to meet each other and I feel like this is also like the representation of like what 2022 is representing Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's like a six year. In um, six years in numerology, to me, I always interpret those as like relationships, like family, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think of them as just like you being in spaces and around people that make you feel like the best version of yourself. Um, and I also think about it as just like the people and the things that don't necessarily align, you start recognizing like where that's not like meeting, the, the rubber's not meeting the road. Yeah. And I've been having a lot of opportunities lately where it's just like, okay, like I'm finding myself coming back to myself, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but I, you know, y'all know, I be dealing with my anxiety and stuff like that. And like, oh my God, like, do people like me? or people going to receive me as? And it's just like, bitch, like, shut the fuck up. You literally only hit this in your head and people see you for who you fucking are. Yeah. As long as you see yourself as that person. I feel like that's been a lot of like the energy that has kind of like been taking place yeah. this year. And I also <laughs> feel like you have been a facilitator of that in your own like special way. Like I met him and he was like, I'm having a Friendsgiving. I'm like, this is our first time fucking meeting. You're inviting me to a Friendsgiving, but you know what, I'm gonna show up because if you're inviting me a month in advance, yeah. you're giving me enough fucking time to yeah. pull my shit together to come. Yeah. It's been just well, like Well, I also really gave matters. you enough
0: time to come up with a good excuse if you wanted. I mean, you know, <laughs> that is true, you know, because I can't come up with a great excuse, but I was just like, let me yeah, follow Imagine up what you me. could do in a whole month uh, to come up with a really good excuse. I mean, you you have time to like lay receipts in advance. <laughs> actually, you can buy the thing that you secretly return, but don't show me that receipt. But
1: that know? was that would take too much energy. And I'm just like, girl, like that would be too much forethought. And I was just like, let me just I show know, What a character for a novel that would be. Listen Maybe you should write about it. <laughs> no, Listen, because you do, do say writing shit. No. <laughs> you say writing wonderful things. Y'all definitely <laughs> have to check his work out. Um, he just wrote about Britney Spears' conservatorship. I did.
0: Can yeah. you tell uh, talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I took an interest in um, what was going on with Britney Spears because I thought you know, we had a, a very high-profile case of um, um, human trafficking that was mm. state-sanctioned. Shank- state um, and when you think about um, also what's going on with the Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein, Prince Andrew, mm-hmm. like that whole kind of circle of story, it just seems like um, human trafficking is um, a pretty prevalent theme with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that mm-hmm. has just happened, which is talking about um, the dissolution and dissolvable power structures and political structures. And it really, I mean, it, it hit in a very violent way. I mean, that, that conjunction was exact when the, like, a couple months later the pandemic hit. So was in oh, January. Oh yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, so we haven't in the astrological community, like um, Andre Barbeau, um, and I don't remember when this was, but this was you know many many decades ago. Um, he wrote, maybe it was roughly, or anyway, early two thousands. I think, mm-hmm. but he had predicted that because of the number of confluence. Um, Confluencing, confluential factors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All this shit was, was a shit storm. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we call the business the perfect storm. And it was all coming together in 2020 and having its anti climax in 2021. Um, so, anyway, uh, there's just been this kind of story about uh, human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with Britney Spears' case, what I thought was really interesting, and I hadn't really thought about it in this light until my attention got focused on it, but I realized it actually exactly mirrors the mythology of the rape of Persephone. So the story mm-hmm. in, right, so we're actually watching a myth come to life. And when that happens, it means it's something, you know, part deeply embedded in in human consciousness and the collective psyche mm-hmm. that is repeating these patterns. It's like a ripple of, of many Many, many decisions that cascade into this kind of thing where this becomes the reality for somebody. Um, Right. So just for those not familiar with the mythology. Right, so Persephone was um, a young maiden, okay? mm-hmm. and that's going to be important in just a moment. I'm going to make an analogy to Venus, so I just want you to remember this. Because you know Persephone, I love me some Venus, well, okay? Well, first of all, who doesn't? <laughs> She's the original doll. Listen, but continue. Um, she, yeah, say, <laughs> Sailor V. Okay. Sailor V! Sailor V! Okay, um, where was I? So, uh, right, so Persephone was a young maiden. She was the daughter <clears throat> of Zeus and Demeter, mm-hmm. okay? Demeter was a fertility god. We know who Zeus was. Persephone was in the fields one day. Hades saw her, coveted her, wanted her, mm-hmm. and realized that there was no way that Demeter would approve Hades having any relation with her daughter. Mm-hmm. So what she did, what Hades did instead was bypass the mother and went straight to the father and negotiated a deal to be able to take the daughter. Mm-hmm. So now in this metaphor, you need to understand that Hades is the same god as pluto and the greek plutos means wealth so Mm -hmm. i'm making a very clear inference here i hope that pluto is going to be equal to the industry quote unquote the Mm -hmm. music industry her management team etc but zeus is her father i mean there's an exact mirror to what happened here that he essentially sold his daughter for his own recompense now the next part of the story is what's really crazy she is then taken into the underworld. Mm-hmm. She's stripped of all of her material possessions. Wasn't Brittany stripped of everything? She couldn't, own, um, <clears throat> she couldn't hire her own she uh, couldn't hire her own legal support. She didn't have access to her own social media. I mean, they really locked her out of everything for sure, just like Persephone she had to leave everything behind. Wow. they pulled so then Persephone comes under and then she's stuck um as the consort of Hades in hell, essentially. And that's exactly what. That is exactly what Brittany was she was essentially the consort for her management team Like she they basically prostituted her out mm-hmm, you know but, for and, money for yeah, yeah was, for her talent well and it, it and, and it's all done without consensus trafficking is mm-hmm. what it is you know like it's so anyway it was a, it's a very concerning situation um the piece of me tour Mm -hmm. she didn't want to do she was forced to do she Mm -hmm. was she didn't have the right to um deny it so anyway it's, it's that kind of stuff eventually what ends up happening is Demeter she eventually finds out what Zeus did she she's mourning Morning, 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 for her missing daughter, and she's the fertility goddess, so she causes nothing on the earth to grow. everything okay. dies. So there's no food for humanity. Humanity then starts to cry back to Zeus to release, because what happens is Demeter finds out what happens in Zeus's role in it? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, and, and I believe she finds out from Helios, which is a sun god, but it's not important right now. Um, the point is she does find out, and then there's some pressure on Zeus to, to get out of the situation and demand that Hades return um, return Persephone. Wow. Now, what ends up happening here is that the people and the gods both clamor together to bring this to an end. And what happened, the free Brittany movement, the mm-hmm. huge movement of social media, and we had senators, we had celebrities, we had the version of a pantheon speaking out, speaking out on her yeah. behalf. Okay, And then her father decides to step down, and that is the moment that ends the conservatorship. There was nothing keeping it together anymore. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, in this Persephone myth, it, I mean, the, the, the parallels are so obvious, that it almost feels insulting to make them. But the thing is, the, the part mm-hmm. that's a little bit unspoken is that when Persephone is released into the overworld, first, Hades tricks her and makes her eat from a pomegranate which means that for one, and and what that means is one third of the year, she has to return to the underworld. So her life has actually never fully returned to her. Mm. There's a trick that happens underneath the surface that is irreversible, and nobody knows about it until it's too late. And if I'm just following the lines of the myth, I'm absolutely confident that her management label has not lost their stake in her life. Mm. Um, And that um, while she has certainly had some degree of uh, autonomy returned to her, the injury that was done to her is so massive. It's so ma- yeah. It is so deep, and the fact that somebody with that much power and that much money—I mean, what does that say about the reality that the rest of us live in? So, I think it's a very important story, and the astrological signatures are striking because it all occurs on 25 degrees Capricorn or 22 to 24 degrees of the mutable signs. Mm-hmm. So, 25 degrees Capricorn—that is. Britney Spears' natal, Venus, hmm. which is the parallel to Persephone. Persephone yep. And then her Pluto has been transiting that degree while this story blew up. Mm. Venus-Pluto. And um, her, her Pluto is at 25 degrees of Libra. So they're in square of each other. Venus and Pluto are in square in her own birth chart. But on top of that, she's got the asteroid Ceres, right, Ceres and Pluto. And Ceres mm-hmm. is the um the roman version of demeter so it's the de- demeter and Hay- i mean this it is that's insane it is insane and so um you know i i, I it would i i had to write about that yeah
1: I mean, we're definitely, I'm going to make sure that the article is like put in the showrunner, So that way, if people would like to check it out, oh, they can you. go and do like, a little, it, it and just read. got picked
0: up for publication as well. Um, so it's getting published in um, a journal in the UK, um, which will come out. Yeah. It's going to be the cover edition. I just got news. It's going to make the cover. Bitch. I, I it, so. Oh, congratulations. I didn't even know that. That's <laughs> thank exciting. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, the version that I sent out to my mailing list is very modest and mm-hmm. it's not really like, it's to very quick. I, I did it as soon as I found out I had two hours to write it before I had to move on and that's that I put a lot more work into this like published piece so if anybody's interested in reading that i just advise they email me directly and I'll send them what will get published
1: okay well we'll make sure that they can email you and get your information at the very end of the show because you know we're going to do all of your social media and stuff like that so they know where to find you they can engage with you because I know that listen you know I'm all about free Britney okay (laughs) thank you Britney okay and I thank you Britney okay hearing
0: this I love you okay
1: love you very much listen you are the original doll okay 100 percent But anyway, wow, I'm so glad to have you here and I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that we also started talking a little bit about astrology because Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a wonderful time to go ahead and hop into the star summary. So how the fuck are we gonna get our gold star over the next couple of weeks, okay? basically
0: what we are going to be doing. I love this at Gold Star. This is fantastic. But I was just watching <laughs> Abbott Elementary and remember, she said I need some gold stars, but I'd settle for red. So I'm just gonna say, because that <laughs> happened, I just watched all the episodes of Abbott, I just binged them all and mm-hmm. I just saw that last night. I think it has to be amended to the okay. message you've been received, that I've received it from King to herself. <laughs> okay. it's a red star? It is that, if a red star is presented, don't be a fool and turn that down. Okay. <laughs> You need a gold star, but if you see a red one, bitch, take, take it. it. Okay, listen, I need mean, a red star. That sounds very passionate, okay? Yeah. <laughs> listen, take the red star, Venus. <laughs> is stationing. Let's go ahead and get a little bit of passion back there. Words.
1: I would love that. Listen, because I am actually in, I was about to say, this is my Venus year, my ninth house year. Prof- my ninth house oh, perfection year and like my Venus, Venus wow. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm all out here trying to, find the the partner of my dreams okay because i know he's out here and i know he's looking for me okay mm. but anyway let's talk about how we're going to get our gold star our potential red star if it's you know feeling hot and fiery yeah. but i want to start um a couple of things we're going to be talking about i'm going to tell y'all what the tea is on the onset just so that you guys get kind of like an idea about where this is going to go um y'all know that we are getting ready to step into um the second new moon slash. uh it'll be kind of like the second new moon depending upon where you are in the United States, not the United States, but in the world. Um so there's going to be the new moon in Aquarius that's coming on January 31st, maybe February 1st, because I did look it up. And in Brooklyn I think it comes in transits around like 12 50 something, like in the eve or in the morning. 12.45 12.45 a.m. Yeah. Um, Eastern so Standard that Time. That explains it.
0: I was, could you see the full moon on the 31st? I had a panic for a second. I was like, N-no. no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. New moon, no. my no. new moon coming up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so we have no. the second new moon that's going to be taking place. We're going to talk about the full moon in Cancer that also just transited on the 17th. Touch a little bit based about that, how that's been popping in our lives. We're going to also that's talk a little bit about I'm the, um, about the year, yeah. we have the Lunar New Year that's going to be coming up on February 1st as well. The Chinese, mm-hmm. new, the Chinese Lunar New Year. year and talk a little bit about us stepping into the black water tiger year which i was just like i'd never heard of that before but y'all know i'd be googling shit and finding
0: stuff out well i dated a um, water dog for three years you dated a water dog yeah so the thing is that they had some fire rabbit okay come on fire listen listen okay because i was either gonna be a fire i know (laughs) i know know. that's why you're fucking like i wanted to be Sorry, I didn't hear it the first time. I you no, I, I so wanted to be an earth dragon, which I think um, just followed me. But I was born just before Lunar New Year, um, mm. like a, a couple of days before Lunar New Year. Um, oh, in the year that you were born. So I was, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was with the eighty-seven cohort and not the eighty-eight cohort. Mm-hmm. So I was um, fire rabbit, but I was alright with it when I read it. <laughs> I as long as say- I wasn't a, you know, a water rat. I feel like of goes west but like pirate themes and a little like wind in the willows that's what a water rat has to be like I think mm, that's very
1: interesting I was about to say all I know is I'm a snake but anyway we'll get there in a hot second mm-hmm. and um we'll also talk a little bit about because you know we've been in mercury retrograde season mercury's in micro braids and all that shit and that finally goes My direct God. on February 3rd, okay? So this is the, you've never heard that before?
0: That is so... True.
1: Bitch, where the fuck have you been? They're like Mercury's and Gatorade, Mercury's and Microbraids. Hold like on. she's acting a little, listen, a little gangster, a little hood.
0: Gatorade, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard Haterade. I've heard, um, yeah. Micro Braids. Get into,
1: yeah, get into it. Oh,
0: I think that is like... You know, that's definitely a gold and a red star <laughs> in terms of creativity. Okay.
1: Yeah. He said, poor Canolo's dose, bitch. Now you get <laughs> yeah, them both. For you. <laughs> um, but let's start with, we just got through this full moon and cancer. Um, yeah. That
0: transited on uh, January 17th. 2022 you know that was a big one i mean that that one was so that was the moon um in opposition to the sun but the sun was exactly on pluto okay so they were in um sharp opposition with each other and um it was right around the period as well where i think mercury went uh retrograde so Mm -hmm. there was a lot that was kind of changing in that period i mean the current situation i mean we're not going to talk about it but the current situation in Russia and Ukraine, like the stress and tensions that are going on there got kicked off on this nation. Mm. Um, And also, you know, Prince Andrew, he lost his titles. Um, Did not know that. Yeah, he did, he lost his titles. He was removed from any kind of royal office. Um, And so, you know, this is again, kind of triggering this like late degree of the cardinal axis, Mm -hmm. this um, full moon did um where it's really triggering this kind of situation with the um epstein trials and with the britneys of the world but you know also um you know just war in the conventional sense okay there's a when the sun gets in cancer this summer Mm -hmm. there's a mirror version of this where it's um the sun is in cancer and the moon's in capricorn Mm -hmm. i believe it's the same degree that's going to be a really interesting one to watch but um it's a ways away so listen we got some time i was
1: about to say because listen if if the energy that's going to be coming during that time is even somewhat relevant or just like near a reflection to what's happening right now i mean even for like my personal life i'm just like there was a lot of tears there were a lot of like uprooting it was a lot of like shifting of mentality you feel what i'm saying i think for me personally because i can only speak from it speak about it from like that perspective, like this full moon that kind of like came through, it was an opportunity for me to look at myself in a very different way. And it was a way for me to recognize where I have been shortchanging myself, where I have not been as, I don't even want to say like authentic, but it's just like, you know how sometimes you want something so bad, but it's like the work that goes into like receiving it and just like being honest about what it is that you desire. And there's this sense of, Sadness sometimes around like what you are shifting out of and like letting go of in order to welcome in the new. It's like the sense of excitement, but it's also like there's a lot of like emotional heaviness that like goes along with that as well. And I feel like that's what the full moon in Cancer kind of like represented. I know people was talking about, I didn't sleep. Like it's like, yes, but bitch, I was crying like every fucking day.
0: Yeah, well, the moon's in Cancer, there's an emotional element when it's opposite the sun. It obviously brings like a great swelling of emotion. But the other thing that people aren't talking about is that in that opposition between sun and moon so that was a full moon Mm -hmm. inside that moment there was also a trine that was happening between uranus and venus and both of them are retrograde Mm -hmm. now i just kind of want you to just think in your mind okay what happens with planets is because of where they're at in their cycle they will appear to go backwards they're not actually going backwards Mm -hmm. we know but they're also not traveling in a circle we know that Mm -hmm. it just is what how it appears but um when they oh thank you. Mm-hmm. When they station um, and start moving retrograde, it's against the course of heaven. So I don't know if you could imagine like trying to move swiftly down a current and that being objectively the good thing, you know. And what happens is when a planet turns retrograde, this is why everybody, you know, is, is very cautious and hesitatious about this kind. Of, is that a word? You just made it up, bitch. You heard That's it. A word first. now. <laughs> <Co-feef>. <laughs> 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 right? So anyway, um, but it's, it's, it's more than just fighting against the current, it's fighting against every planet's current. <clears> throat> and throat> so it's not just one current you're fighting against, it's also fighting against your own. It's, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. Both of these planets are trying to one another, <clears throat> but they're both moving backwards. So when a planet is moving backwards, it, it causes an inversion of that principle in some way or something about it to be dredging some really nasty, it kicks up a lot of dust. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Uranus is going to bring volatility, a heightened uh, possibility of accidents or, you know, any kind of violence mm-hmm. um, or also shocking news or things being torn away from us mm-hmm. super fast, relationships ending with no notice. Um, you know, so there's, it's not just Venus retrograde, you know, and it, and it can be anything ranging from, you know, a cutting off of a a family member Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, a decision to end a relationship or the the awareness that the relationship isn't right. Yeah. And it comes on you so suddenly, but so thoroughly that there's no room for potential. It's just like, this is, it is what it is. And I just have to, I just have to accept it for what it is and move forward from that without holding on.
1: Because sometimes we get so used to like, like we have like these attachments still and we want things to work a certain type of way. But then it's just like, we've transited through that and we have to recognize
0: what is the reality now. And I feel like that's, it's like, it's very sobering thoughts. Well, and Venus is about to station direct Mm -hmm. and she's gonna station direct before she actually hits the trine to Uranus. So I take a little bit of comfort in knowing that this is almost like the collision that doesn't happen, but Mm -hmm. it looks like it's about to. Mm. so there is a, a wisdom that is being picked up and the change of direction that venus is going through that'll be the night of the full moon so that that venus moon changing full moon? sorry new moon the one that's coming up okay i'm such a terrible astrologer it's I, okay i just you know don't listen to the thing i said <laughs> Shut up. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway venus is stationing direct the evening of the next lunation mm-hmm. and um so that new moon is going to be capturing again the spirit of this change of direction and relationship now if you're part if you're listening and you're part of a group um, of individuals who have felt like something's taken a couple steps back in your relationship Mm -hmm. the station period it's kind of like being in the eye of the storm I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that when the planet goes direct again Mm -hmm. the problems clear themselves up they do not but the problems are here they're real and now it's time for us to move forward on this principle and so it's a decision then of you know how do we clean up this mess and become stronger through it you know or have we now realized something that um so what is this it's the it's the lunation of realizing things <laughs> okay i mean i've definitely had a lot of realizations Just over little the last Chris jennifer i mean
1: <laughs> listen i was about to say i've what had a lot a Chris, of realizations kylie you said
0: it? i don't know who it was i'm not really the
1: the jenners in the in the them folks. i'm not
0: <laughs> keeping up with this, like,
1: <laughs> so i meet tampoco that means me either bitch um but no i feel like that's kind of like that's that's good to hear like and i appreciate you putting that into context like for me and also for the listeners because i I think about just like some of the realizations that i've had around yeah. you know desire um around partnership around you know knowing that not necessarily i'm deserving it's not even just that but i think around just like idealizing yes. what that feels like yes. and like fully stepping into yes. it and then also knowing that like there are going to be various versions of what that seems like you know because i just said i'm in like yes. this ninth house here like this venus here all these other type of shit yes. and it's like a moment where i am recognizing like not just what i want but like i'm worthy of like receiving it and i also have a space mm-hmm. to what i've kind of like i had a conversation this was on sunday um, and I was, I was like watching this new uh, YouTube series called For the Boys. I'm sitting, talking, with my uh, watching it. I'm also just like on like, I forget, like Hinge or some shit like that. I forget what I was doing. Um, and I was like talking to somebody and I was just like, oh, like, does this person, would this person think that I'm, attractive like they're my type like when I want to like shoot my shot like and that's something that's like always like brought up I guess like a sense of fear in me around just like rejection if I'm being completely transparent and I was like you are really chirping right now like I started bursting into tears I was like this fucking cancer full moon needs to stop because I'm like there's absolutely no fucking reason why I should be crying around whether or not some guy that I barely even have any relationship to is thinking about me as like being attractive like and my friend had to like be like, Well, girl, have you ever been in a situation where you would even like be the aggressor? Because in my very dainty mind, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I want somebody to come to me and be like, hey girl, like I'm trying to holler at you, like I'm trying to apply pressure. But the times that I have allowed that to happen, then it's just like all the dust comes in and all the little, you know, all the situations that are not fitting for me. But I've never primed the universe. I don't know, that
0: sounds so that sounds so romantic, actually. <laughs> if somebody came up and just said that to me, I would just be like, oh you get it oh my goodness that was like (laughs) such a line wow i mean absolutely
1: i mean that's what i i guess like idealize. but i also feel like i don't let people know when there's interest there you feel i'm saying i kind of like friend zone myself like already without putting myself like in that
0: position you know because of that fear go ahead no yeah sorry i don't i mean i'll say i don't mean to interrupt but I always. How do you, you do this? It? <laughs> <I> just, like, <laughs> this is how we communicate. Okay, yeah. So the thing is, um, I'm just gonna throw like a like a, a visual out there. It's not a literal visual, but okay. um, come on, visualize. It's just you. You said something earlier that I think is probably a useful way to like walk through this kind of theme. Mm-hmm. Um, what's about hidden desires and mm-hmm. working through this? And you know, I think that um, where is the desire in your life? Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting question to ask ourselves, because very often it's placed somewhere because other people describe this part of life as a place where desire is kept, and maybe not these other places. But I think when you start working through this principle about where the desire is held in your life, and also, you know, you you will begin to feel mirrors, because when when there's this, like, relationship pressure, mm-hmm. and there's this interest, there's a level of desire operating would you agree Mm -hmm, absolutely so so this insecurity about how to initiate action in spite of the insecurity will probably be mirrored in its own way anywhere where desire rests Hmm. because it's not a it's not a you have to the problem is never as local as the example you can think of <laughs> it's always like so much simpler and like really like deeper but also like entirely accessible so the the helpful thing and i'm i'm talking about this because venus is stationing right now so i believe the principles about where desire is held in our lives is is, is you know very um it's good to get out there and good to talk about it mm-hmm. But just remember you know for um for me it helps me to remember that there are places in my life that share common characteristics about my spiritual engagement with them. And as a result, certain patterns of behavior are going to mirror in these places that have no relation to one another. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I feel like right now what it is, is identifying said pattern. And like, I think it's not just identifying it, but like what is the action behind it and having like a set action to really just like, Mm -hmm. you know, be more conscious of how I'm choosing to move. And I feel like this could be for like a variety of people out there around just like recognizing certain patterns that have kind of like, Come up it doesn't have to be in romance but it could just be in the way that you harmonize with like other people you know sometimes when you're like feeling triggered you feel what i'm saying and it's like where does that trigger come from is this something Wait, that has can been you say
0: a... that sentence again about harmonizing
1: because say it again so basically just like it could be in relation to just like how you're finding harmony within your relationships like with others and like are you coming to a coming from a place because i don't remember
0: what the fuck I said have you ever Have you child. ever
1: sing harmony no child i don't have a voice I right.
0: Mean... <laughs> right i don't sing but the thing is it should be easy to find where the harmony is. Cause there's, there's a couple mm. options. Okay. It normally should be, it's very easy for us to find harmonies if you're good at it, mm-hmm. but sometimes that could be, it's, it's quite a skill if you don't have that kind of knack for knowing you know where the, the place should be up or down. Um, and when you talked about this idea about how you're finding your harmonies, I just realized um, how uh easy it would be to try to harmonize with the wrong things yes um and that that yeah so that was because it's image. normalized
1: it's normalized in your in your walk or in your path to do that because it's yeah. what you've always known but it's like until like there's a not a shock but until there's like in spanish i think of it as like un choque like it's like a it's like a car crash of a sense and it's like something that mm-hmm. shifts you to like uh, veer off in a different direction because you're recognizing that you're getting the same old shit with the same old actions, right? Then it's like, obviously, this isn't working, it doesn't make me feel good. So, how am I maneuvering and how am I shifting? Right? And I think that that's kind of like where we have been as we have been going throughout like these past couple of weeks, and then also as we have recognized that you know, Mercury has kind of like shifted back into Capricorn over the last couple of days. I feel like it was on. It was was yesterday, the twenty fifth. on the 25th. So it's like, you know, we are getting an opportunity to kind of like put in the work around that and like be about what we said we are going to be about instead of just like theorizing about it, which I think of that as like Aquarian energy, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for us to recognize where some of those gaps have been and then do the work to really just like put action into them as we are shifting back into um, that Aquarian energy so that way people can be on the same level as us mentally and people can also understand where we are coming from because we are being transparent enough to communicate that Mm. at a very like higher level and share that level of intellect, share that level of transparency, share that level of truth in a way that doesn't necessarily always feel comfortable.
0: And I also love when a planet stations in Capricorn I feel Capricorn is the sign to associate with winter. So in in the, because it's the beginning of winter, Mm -hmm. when I um, told that bit about Persephone before, Mm -hmm. and I had made the comment that when Persephone, one third of the year, she has to go back down into Hades. Mm -hmm. Demeter, in the rest of that story, she also causes nothing to grow and everything dies. And the only thing that actually stays alive is a pomegranate, because symbolic kind of, you know, whatever. Mm. It's It's a symbol of the... Fertility of future life, but the fact that all of nature has you know conserved into itself, kind of to mourn the loss of something. So because Persephone is gone, so yeah. the, the world in collective mourning. But beyond this, a couple of generations beyond the initial story. There's so much beautiful symbolism in winter. Now, I I really don't like the cold anymore. I Man, feel like I'm just yeah. aging myself out of appreciating the cold. <laughs> At least not dry cold, oh my goodness. Yeah, um, it's not cute. It isn't, like, Especially, what is York I don't
1: know what the fuck this is up in New York or on yeah, the East Coast. She's a little ghetto a Little Hood, and I'm It's not here for like her. when
0: you're out of lotion, you're gonna have a bad day. Right? Because, <laughs> Like there's nothing it, there's nothing for it I mean, yeah it's just terrible so anyway i i also feel like mercury and venus are both stationing in capricorn stationing direct mm-hmm. which i think is also an invitation to be comfortable in the things that needed to be conserved and the things that need to be let go in mm-hmm. the winter nothing's growing everything that needed to fall off so that the tree can live yeah did. And so I I don't know I kind of imagine that for people who are having strong Mercury or Venus impacts right now these stations would probably bringing up feelings of there's nothing left everything around this has fallen and you know maybe some despair about the current state of how things look mm-hmm. but the funny thing is the tree forgets that it grows hair back in six months <laughs> come, <laughs> come, you know come back in like three months there's gonna be flowers in the tree it's gonna be this they're gonna be that. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's what it is, it's responding to the natural environment. So it's a very beautiful thing when we can flex to the natural environment um, in our own personal lives by letting things go.
1: I think that this is also a perfect way to think about, especially with the new moon that's going to be coming up in Aquarius, like those intentions are going to be set because by the time you have like, you know, I always talk about like setting your intentions for like the next six months and everything. And I feel like this is like an opportunity for you to think about like what has died, like what you have like released. Um, and it's already kind of like falling off, but as the flowers are growing, as the tree is getting its hair back, cause you just made that yeah. wonderful little metaphor. It's like, <laughs> um, how are you allowing and what are you focusing on bringing in as you are going throughout like the next like the next six months, like and also knowing that like this is feeling like a very auspicious year, we're getting ready to hop into like this lunar new year. We have a lot of like very powerful energies. Like at I play. think it is, but
0: I and I may never be here again. Can I just say one thing? Go ahead. Listen, if like if, not you may never be here again, but You'll be back. Go ahead. Know. Go ahead. Hasha. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, um, there is a um, Jupiter Neptune um, conjunction that's mm-hmm. coming up in Pisces and i think that has a good flood signature so if anybody has like um you know weakness to floods in their homes or anything like that mm-hmm. watch out for cuz when it comes up in the next couple of months i think it's like in the rainy season like april oh, may yeah. june mm-hmm. like that's around the time that that conjunction is happening and becoming like exact a couple of times because jupiter is mm. going retrograde so i'm expecting a very wet wet spring yeah Oh child. So I don't know if that has any...
1: I'm not looking forward to that. I was about to say, listen, now it's telling me, I'm like, maybe I should move or I should tell the people downstairs, like, girl, be on the lookout because we don't need no flooding up in here, up in here. Yeah, that's exactly what I yeah um but no what I was. <laughs> what i was i mean the only type of the only type of flood you know <laughs> that's not the type of flood we're trying to focus on okay. um but i wanted to and not a truth bird came out but i want to ask you guys like the big question for you as you are thinking about stepping out of the month of january and stepping into the month of february is what could you accomplish if you knew you couldn't fail mm. what could you accomplish if you knew you couldn't fail so we have this moon that is going to be an aquarius Um, It says your relationship with your emotions might be more complicated because moon in Aquarius has a strong need for emotional freedom. However, when you are in a group of people, it's easier for for you to understand your feelings and free yourself from negative emotions such as fear, anger, and jealousy. Also, just to give like a little more context because y'all know I have not read Elias Lonsdale yet this year. um, And this is going to be at 12 degrees in Aquarius. And what it says is a litless granite sarcophagus. It is empty. There is nothing to go back to. The past has become a phantom. You are propelled forward into the great unknown. But it is so easy to become somewhat desperate and out of context. So much depends upon how you interpret the fact that you are strictly on your own without a personal history or heritage to fall back on. Is this real opportunity or strange fate? It's very hard to tell the difference as it all becomes ambiguous, paradoxical, very mixed. Where do you go from here? No easy answers anywhere. Perhaps the only thing to do is to acknowledge and move with this radical opening and to put no interpretations on it, assuming nothing at all. Mm. For if you can welcome multidimensionality with truly open arms, it might well turn out that the future was never supposed to be like the past. And that becoming so free does provide an open access channel for what needs to happen, to come through a jump ahead of the last moment, synchronized with evolution beautifully. Mm. So it's asking you the question, I take this as where do you go from here, knowing that the past is not the future and really like putting no interpretation on being open, being receptive, but like having like a general idea. Like when people sometimes, like some people said, you know, they have this this vision about what their life is supposed to be or how they're supposed to be living or, you know, how they're supposed to be showing up in like their relationships or whatever. And it's like you put confines around how you are authentically like allowing the universe, God, spirit, you know, what I'm saying source, Allah, whoever it is, you know, your higher self, your higher power to bring these things to you. But it's just like I desire this. I want to be happy. I want to have joy. You know what I'm saying? I want to have peace. And it's just like, sometimes you allow these things to come into your life um, and you may want like, well, I'll have joy when I have a two bedroom apartment that's gonna be in the hills and da 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 And it's like, you may think, you may be projecting that joy because of what you see somebody else doing or how you may see somebody else living, but that is not your place of joy. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And maybe once you get it, you start recognizing that's not the future that you were projecting. And it's like, that realization comes from your past, that realization or that, um, That framework comes from how you were raised, how you believe things to be happening in your life and what other people told you was going to be the best way for you to be uh, actualizing certain things in your reality. And I feel like this is a call for you to get back to a core of yourself. And also remember that, like I said, the past has become a phantom. This is something that it exists only in your mind. It's not a reality. It's something that is distant, you feel what I mean? And it's just like, because there's so much distance between it, what are you allowing yourself to be focused on in the present, mm-hmm. and also knowing that there are no easy answers? You feel what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. as you recognize that there are no easy answers, it's really just about you living into the moment and taking taking stock um, in what is happening in the very present, and then letting that be the direction that you uh, color things in order for you to take. The next leg of this journey and as we are in this year 2022 that's going to be really important because this year is going to be very different from years past we've gone through a lot of shit globally you that's know what true. i mean that's we've true. gone through a lot of shit globally and i feel like as we are stepping into this chinese new year this lunar new year which is going to be taking place um, on the first um so this is all about this is the year of the black water tiger which represents generosity calmness and ambition so I want you guys like out there write down those three words this is the year of generosity so giving you know what I'm saying giving from a place of having enough like being generous with your time being generous with your love being generous with your intention this is a place of calmness like there's no need for you to run on anxiety because anxiety is literally just coming up because of a mentality around how you should be acting or how you should how people are perceiving you to be moving and maneuvering and shifting and it's just like no when you take a moment to take a step back take a breath, you know what I'm saying? Center into your body, center into your spirit, then you're able to function even better. And ambition, so it's really just about you doing, it's really just about you doing what the best thing for you to do is. And also knowing that like, sometimes you gotta make things happen. Um, you can't just sit around and pray and desire and set intentions. It's really about you putting forth some action. Um, so this is the year of the Black Water Tiger in the Eastern calendar. Says the year of the tiger will come on February 1st and will last until January 21st, 2023. This is coming from 112. International. Um, it says astrologers claim that this year will bring many changes and will be ideal in order to change a life. The host element of 2022 is water, therefore, it is also called a blue or black tiger. But for the coming year, in addition to the defining elements of water, the second element wood will provide its influence so the elements of water and wood
0: together that so there's always two elements um i only recently learned this myself um is that there's a a a principal element and then a secondary element so um i don't know the system for how this is calculated in um chinese astrology but Mm -hmm. i do know that the the water um the elemental rotation is fairly simple to to work out but um I yeah I don't know but water and wood are the pair this mm-hmm. year and I don't know that water is always paired with wood it could be a different way of how that cycles so mm-hmm.
1: Child, I don't know either I was googling today and I was like right. listen I'm learning we learning together we can if y'all know anything about that y'all know y'all can shoot me a little at comment underneath you feel what I'm saying let a bitch know because I'm always learning and y'all know I love diving into new systems it's the Libra moon in me okay I love to study but,
0: but you know I, what I can say is that um, the wood element is ruled by Jupiter Jupiter in a water sign right now jupiter's in pisces mm-hmm. and it's a very good sign for for that planet mm-hmm. and then i believe the water element is tied with the moon i mean the only other contender would be um venus but venus uh it has its correspondence with metal mm. um the chinese element system so um moon jupiter you know those are the, the um you know the the theme. It's very ocean, very tide, very Poseidon, very, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of a watery year. So you know, if the Chinese system agrees with so much water and it happens around the time that there's so much water, I mean, even this lunation happens in aquarius, you know. (laughs) Yes, that is true. So I think it's a forgotten water sign sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's an interesting thing. Mm, to see kind kind of like
1: coming into reality. Yeah. And I also feel like they are talking about on this site about how, um, even though 2022 will be very active and productive, finding time for relaxation, spending time on a healthy lifestyle, quitting bad habits, maintaining health. You feel what I'm saying? It's all about just like the things that make us feel grounded and make us feel good. And like present in our emotions, present in how we feel and also allowing other people to like be a part of that. But it also, as we said, we have this element of wood. It's about doing the work. Mm. Like it's not just about like saying it, like you feel it, you acknowledge it, you do something about it. And that's what allows you to see what's missing still, as you are ascending, as you are growing, as you are becoming more self-aware, and as you are wanting to see some of your dreams and your desires and your intentions and your you know what I'm saying, your soul's uh your soul's path, your soul's contract coming to light.
0: And the other side is just don't ever forget to have a good time with it. Yes, like it's never that serious. Yes, like, Jupiter's never gonna take it that serious. Like there's there's gonna be um, unless you insult his honor, I suppose um like um or how much money he has okay or get him too drunk i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry now as soon as i say that like the list is occurring to me like oh no actually jupiter could be a right bastard but um no i mean i think that's an important thing to remember is that the moon and jupiter they're very lax you Mm -hmm. know they're gonna be encouraging um a more relaxed and less strained approach to accomplishing um and so that's hard i think for us in the western world like we don't know how to measure anything that doesn't feel like a you know a lot of effort yeah like, it, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know energy expense i don't know how that's not right either because you know like i i expend a lot of energy reading but nothing objectively was accomplished but this idea there's something to measure mm-hmm. so and sometimes you're some... just gonna jupiter's gonna estimate i don't know it was you know they did really really good they're not gonna give you like jupiter's never gonna give you a number of how many like saturn and mercury will say there were 27 you know mm-hmm. but jupiter's just like oh it was good it's fine and the moon is, you know, has moved on. So yeah. um, I think it's also year of just making sure you enjoy yourself and-
1: I love that. And also just like remembering that like it's a year of, there are two different binaries when it comes to the tiger. So on one end, it represents energy, strength, protection, altruism, leadership, purposefulness, respect, revolutionary ideas. But on the other side, vulnerability, sensitivity, selfishness, overestimation and an all or nothing attitude. And I really feel like these are like two sides of the coin, right? It's about like doing the work, having the energy, being protected, all that shit, like being like the, I don't wanna say like the aggressor, but being like in the driver's seat in some ways, But then also knowing that like, as you are being conscious of the emotions and conscious of the feelings that are allowing you to get into the driver's seat, like because there are some days where you don't want to fucking drive, but you still drive anyway. Why are you still fucking driving? You know what I mean? And like, because you are emotional, maybe that's the day that you're crashed. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? not gonna worry, like not physically, but you understand what I mean? Like, it's a sense of you being aware. Pastor Gary, Okay. (laughs) scared me. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's really like, moment of you being, and as we're stepping into this Lunar New Year, I think it's also a sense of just like being attuned to the moon in a different way and being conscious of like how these things are pushing and pulling and being conscious of how your specific chart may be activated or how your specific energy may be activated during this year and being conscious of how you are communicating that as well. You know, sometimes we get really
0: scared to be like vulnerable, you know what I mean? Because we feel like it's going to paint a different picture. Yeah, Uh, and then there's some people listening to this going, not me, and that's because they use fake vulnerability as a shield hmm not think vulnerability is a shield no i'm sorry i could write a whole book on that oh i was about to say that <laughs> that sounds
1: like a projection your honor
0: <laughs> was... oh, you think i'm talking about myself <laughs>
1: <laughs> or maybe some girl that you've been dealing with girl because i was like i know that these folks around here not not my listeners they don't be fake vulnerable out here they yeah, be but, but, all the tea.
0: but they will interact with it in their life true I mean, that you know Truth that. You, you do often see people who are very good at oversharing and overexposing, but you know, that's not the same thing as vulnerability, but it looks mm-hmm. like it a lot of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and it feels like it because vulnerability is embarrassing and oversharing is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: listen, that is very true. But yeah. I also feel like those are the times where you get to recognize the true essence of who you are at your core. And you also oh, get to yeah. remember- it's a, and it's all good. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, and also those, those times for me have been the times where I've been able to learn the most about myself and like, what is it that, doesn't doesn't align like not just doesn't align but it doesn't feel like the identity and the path that I'm wanting to claim as mm-hmm. I'm stepping throughout the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, yeah, so we have we're stepping into this lunar new year and then the last thing I wanted to talk about um is we have the upcoming, you know, Mercury's going to go direct in Capricorn on the 3rd, but you guys also know that the post shadow period is going to take uh, place for like the following like two or three weeks. Um, so really just like I think this is like through valentine's day and stuff like that, and I believe that mercury is going to go back into Aquarius on the 14th on valentine's day look at that bitch I knew. Um, and it says the planner communication in detached and unemotional Aquarius isn't the most romantic energy for the most romantic holiday to ex- so expect a few breakups it will however make the energy of the next two weeks more inventive and interesting. So obviously we'll talk a little bit more about February when we actually get into fucking February. But I wanted you guys to just know that, you know, Mercury Retrograde, the first retrograde of the year is getting ready to close up. Um, we survived, or we're surviving, we're thriving, right? We're drinking our water, we're eating our Wheaties. And we're also being real as fuck with these bitches around us because listen, they deserve to get the real, they, get to get, they deserve to get the realness of us as we're stepping through the rest of this year. Cause we don't have time to play small anymore. We don't have time to be worried about other people's drama. You know what I'm saying? I
0: was reading. Gary, was- when did you ingress into Aries? <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> Gary, Gary's ingressed into Aries. What? what? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Girl, fuck you. Girl, fuck you. <laughs> He's like,
1: it's me. It's me. It's me. Your fame is your favorite, bitch. No, um, I want to read this. Uh, y'all know i be pulling my cards sometimes and stuff like that, and I've been mm-hmm. getting back into a um how do i want to say like a habit of like pulling these cards before like at the top of the week from the earth warriors oracle deck? i just want to read this message and then we're going to kick it to our sponsors because wade and i have been talking for like an hour and we deserve a little breaky break and so do you you deserve a little breaky break as well um where's this fucking card at so i pulled this on this past sunday Um, And the theme, the message was all around, um, she guards the waters of life. Ironic that the theme of water came out as the goddess of Teotihuacan. It says, consider very seriously the need to cut cords to negative or unhelpful influences in your life, whether they be habits, people, or forms of entertainment and media that threaten to distort the pure and wise use of your wild spirit and ignited mind. Whilst it's important that you engage with others, the sacred creator within you requires time and space and solitude to process, reflect, contemplate and create only then can you remember who you are and what's important to you and summon the inner power to act accordingly in that way you will not become overly swayed by any lesser force particularly mainstream consciousness that perpetuates victimizing thought patterns and behaviors give yourself a chance for spiritual and psychological and emotional timeout and cleanse it so that you can recognize the inner truth of your own soul and adhere to it faithfully okay so Once you keep that in mind as you're going throughout the next couple of weeks, listen, it's time for you to make sure that you have any attachments um, to things that do not serve you people that do not serve you, that are taking your energy. It's giving very, have you seen that meme of New York where you're like, you guys are draining my energy. It's giving very (laughs) bad. I thought
0: I'd seen everyone, but I haven't seen that. Oh, I
1: definitely have to show it to you when we go on break. But I want to kick it to our sponsors for a hot second. Um, Listen, we love sponsors. We love people that are investing in the show, investing in the network. Have to give my gratitude, my thankfulness to Flawless Noises Media Network, who is the host of Mystic Moments Podcast. If you are interested, you should definitely check out um, some of the other shows that we have. Listen, some people are coming back with new shows. You feel what I'm saying? People coming back with new seasons. So you have to make sure you check out Flawless Noises Media Network, FlawlessNoises.com. Um, and also, we just got to tell you, thank you for listening to us all the way up until this point. I'm very excited because the next segment, the, ah, 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 let me clear my throat. What? Hey. Ha, ha.
0: What's going on with the next Sage Man? What's with this next Sage? What's this, what's you, this next Sage? Listen, let me tell you about this
1: next Sage. <laughs> I wanna hear child. about this next Sage. Okay, season. this next Sage Man, she's gonna be real interesting. Because you know <laughs> I always do the tarot tea, but we have a tarot version sitting right next to me. we're gonna oh. walk through, okay? She's a that's the only version that she is oh. around here oh. with that Virgo moon, okay? Oh. Oh. But we're going to talk about um we're gonna talk a little bit more about tarot, what we can expect throughout these next couple of weeks. Pull a couple cards, talk some shit, see where this is coming up in our lives. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be right fucking back. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With 5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more flawless noises media network get to know our sound and now back to your regularly scheduled programming hey girl hey we back for the rest of this episode listen i know that we gave y'all some really good content obviously very juicy okay very juicy very juicy (laughs) shut up (laughs) i was like scandalous listen and since we've taken our little break because we had to have a little you know have a little moment to a little siphon everything like that And um, we got the dogs with us, we got the family. I think of them as kind of like my nieces and nephews that be running around. So you may hear a little dog energy in the background, but that's totally fine, because listen, we are all inclusive here, okay? Mm. Um, But this episode is going to be really special um, because of course, as I was getting ready to come up here um, to record this episode with Wade, I completely forgot to bring my tarot deck. And I was like, fuck, I forgot to bring my deck. And then, of course, Wade's like, oh, I have one, but I don't use it at all. And I yeah. was like,
0: what? Like, That's true. I, it, so um, I had this um, friend who uh, I'd I, I wanted, I'd been studying the history of tarot mm-hmm. and the different card designs and um, and how it was transmitted um, you know, across the regions that mm-hmm. we can trace it. And um, I kind of was like, I really want to learn how to do this. It feels like it would be a really nice exercise. Um, and I never did, but my friend, who is a tarot reader and very good, when I told him this, he gifted these to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've been very special. So I bought them a very nice pouch to mm-hmm. cover them in. They yeah, and they're very, good. they're very cute. The, the pouch is very cute. Yeah, it's got a sun and moon on. I got it on Etsy. So you know.
1: Okay, shout out to Etsy. Small have no... business. Okay, yeah. support small I don't know that businesses.
0: Etsy itself is small business anymore, but I think that the sellers are so. But you know.
1: Mm-hmm. No, this is sale. nice. No, this is very nice. So what you guys are going to hear is Wade is actually going to pull the cards and i'm just going to kind of like walk him through like what i would do slash just like obviously let him kind of like pull and then we'll discuss um we're going to see kind of like what the energy is over the next three weeks and what are some of the themes Mm -hmm. major themes that we can be uh expecting where are we seeing this kind of like popping up in our life Mm -hmm. um you know maybe certain uh subjects slash topics that we are kind of like seeing manifesting and materializing itself and then you obviously get to look at this in your own light and in your own capacity as well um especially cuz i don't have the uh traditional you know i every time i and i don't know if you know this but like when i read most of the time i think about like each author creates a deck like you have like the writer way it comes with like the guide book for people that don't know like the cards but i feel like each author creates a deck and they have the guide or like the uh, text that goes along with each of the cards so i always like to use those to kind of like read to compliment yeah but since we don't have that with us right now and i also we don't need it we're just going to interpret like 100 percent and see what information comes up and ground it just like in our reality and ground it in our just this moment. So um listen, this is the universe saying, come on bitch, let's go ahead and make some things happen. So you're gonna pick up your deck. Um, and what I want you to do another whole deck, boo. <laughs> See, listen, he I'll picked up it. one, he, listen, he picked up one car like this one, no, honey. So what I want you to do is, um, and I love that I'm getting to do this like out loud because this is actually something where I'm going to do a little plug. Um, if you are going to be, if you were part of um, Back to Our Roots, Uh, This is the class that I've been doing through Nova Network. Um, I'm going to be doing something somewhat similar to this slash this is going to be a part of it. So please bear in mind that if you would like to learn how to use your tarot deck, um, learn how to tap into your intuition a little bit more. Learn how to really just like trust your gut because sometimes, you know, as you're pulling cards, you may be overthinking like, did I pull the right card? Like, is this the right energy? Blah, 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 whatever, whatever. This is a perfect opportunity for you to grab some practice and see if some of these tools help. So what I want you to do, um, you have your deck in your hands. Um, I want you to just kind of like focus on, you know, the intention of just like pulling cards, gaining clarity. We are today is, um, Wednesday, January 26th. That's the date as y'all probably already know. Every time that I get a new episode up, it's always the day of the recording. So what we are going to do is look from today, Wednesday, January 26th, and something is saying go all the way to Valentine's day. So I want you to focus on just like, what are the, um, energy slash themes slash, uh, pieces of advice that we are looking for as a collective between now. Now and February fourteen. So then, after you kind of like focus on that, I like to say like a little prayer sometimes. You don't have to do all that; whatever feels appropriate for you. And then you just start shuffling. And then as you're shuffling, I'll walk you through what you would do next. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do it. Come on now. Let's Let's, get it.
0: Let's connect with the divine.
1: Okay. Let's do a little something on today. So obviously we are looking over the next couple of weeks, what tea, what information is going to be coming out. And then when you're done kind of like shuffling, sometimes cards will like fall as you're like shuffling. Um, You may feel an intuitive nush, be like, oh, stop, I wanna stop here um you don't have to pull from the top of the deck you can pull from the bottom of the deck
0: now my question my big question is Mm -hmm. do I flip it or do I just or how do I whatever feels appropriate for you well this is how I lay cards okay well then do that I think the whole deck is going to end up upside down
1: no they will they may not so go ahead try it out so you already got one we're going to do three so do whatever you can keep shuffling yep second and third okay so we have three cards that are sitting in front of us. We have the
0: just so I can see it better. Can I turn them yeah, in front of
1: absolutely. Me? Listen, I feel like we can actually read them upright. So uh, they are coming up um, upside down in reverse. But I feel like for the purpose of this, uh, my spirit said let's turn them upright just to look at them in this capacity, um, and then we can talk about like the back and forth of kind of just like what this could mean. So we have the Four of Pentacles coming up as our first card. We have the High Priestess coming up as our second card. And then we have the seven of cups coming up as the last card of our pull for the next couple of weeks. So if you think about this, and this is just kind of like walking you through each, you see that these are pentacles, right? Yeah. So pentacles is going to be what element? Earth, right? Yep. Earth. So this is all about just like material things that we are looking at over the next couple of weeks. Um, there may be some new jobs, maybe some new uh, some new endeavors that are coming our way over the next couple of weeks. Um, I also think about the Four of Pentacles, the Four of Coins, as really just like saving your money, and but also like we're saving, we've been saving, um, but also not being a Scrooge, you know what I'm saying? Also not being somebody that is scared to spend their money on something they really desire. But with the um, High Priestess coming up as our next card.
0: Um, Can I say something about this card? Absolutely. So I'm just looking at the, so if you take a look, if you're listening, the Four of Pentacles from the Rider Waite deck and it features what looks to be like a young king Mm -hmm. with um, one, Coin, pentacle on his crown, mm-hmm. one in his heart, and then one underneath each foot. Now I can appreciate that there's one in the heart and there's one on the mind, and that might be talking about where the intention and focus is on you know whatever the pentacles might represent. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting to me is that he doesn't stand on the land that's given him; he stands on his what he has. Mm-hmm. So it, I think there's also something about the wise and intelligent and heart led because the, there's a pentacle on the crown and there's a pentacle on the heart. So I'm getting, you know, I would think that this would be an image of like head and heart, mm-hmm. you know, mind, mind and body. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the way he's holding the pentacle, like almost like a- He's like guarding a, it. like a, it, I guess it's guarding it. You know, it almost looks to me like what he's he's um, showing, I don't know, or mm-hmm. directing or rectifying it mm-hmm. in some way. So I don't know, something about standing on the, it's like standing with where you have, with what you have, to allow that to direct what it is you're trying to attain. That is what this looks like to me. Absolutely. No, and I think
1: that that is a perfect interpretation of it. And like, even to add to this, like, as you see, he's standing on these two coins, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, like you said, you're standing on what you have and also just like recognizing that those are not the only two things that you have. You have Mm -hmm. more than enough. Mm -hmm. But like, sometimes we get caught up in our head that we don't have enough because like our bank account does not like represent like what it is that we think that we should have, but we know intuitively and in our gut that whatever we are putting our mind, we're putting our intention, we're putting our energy, into is going to help us to feel grounded Mm. and that's going to be a major theme for us over the next couple of weeks like what are the things that allow us to feel grounded in the material sense but also allow us to feel grounded in the heart and allow us to feel grounded in the mind so it makes me think about like you know there may be a purchase that you've been thinking about like stepping into you were just telling me something about like you know doctors and stuff like that oh, yeah. um so it's just like you know these are the things that you know that you need that allow you to stay in full alignment so instead of you being fearful of like oh if i spend it on this then i'm not going to have enough for it, and it's like you also said that you are somebody that when you spend money you manifest money just as fast as you spend it you feel what i mean because when it's yeah, being spent, like that, yeah. when it's being spent in the right direction it always comes back to you and if you think about it um and this is something that some of the listeners uh this past uh spring um, actually the past two years, in the spring I normally run this cohort, the uh, the Abundance Challenge. So shout out to all the uh, Abundaboos out there. Hey, Abundaboos. Okay, all my Abundaboos out there. Abundaboos. Okay, you better be,
0: <laughs> you better my in out the window. <laughs>
1: but no, this is really about you knowing that like all that is invested is good, and it will return to itself. 7 times, right? So it's like the money that you put out and it's invested in you, it's always going to come back and it's always going to be something that makes you feel like home. You know what I'm saying? It helps to recreate and just like stand on your own two feet in a way that really helps your physical body, you know what I'm saying? Your environment feel like it's growing because you have more than enough. What were you going to say?
0: Yeah, so um I was prepared to interrupt you to say the following. <laughs> 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 yeah, so in the imagery as well you know this this man is really brought into the foreground and he's dressed very finely Mm -hmm. but he is separated from the village or town that is behind him and what i'm not sure of is if he is an ambassador for or representative of this village Mm -hmm. or if this is more of a message of recognize that sometimes you'll stand alone because the way this image is shown Mm. is he is unaccompanied by anybody else absolutely no he does not allowed that to damper his own shine Mm -hmm. he's coming out in this very fabulous dress okay Okay. listen he is he is (laughs) dressed down to the nines this is a place for legends okay okay (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) you are foolish so anyway um you know so it kind of does look to me like there is in one sense the capacity for you to step forward on your own strengths remember we're standing on our own pentacles Mm -hmm. um, and allow that to rectify where our heart and minds to see decide to use this energy recognize we may stand alone but actually the manner in which we stand alone can also allow us to be a representative for the community we have to step away from temporarily to mm-hmm. make this happen mm-hmm. because this doesn't even look like a king or an emissary for that village for sure so you know and anyway i have no idea that no i think I no, actually, that's this is perfect. fun for me because i am literally just basing it on what i see that which is exactly what you should be doing and i do so this is why maybe thing. we shouldn't be reading these books then you know you I, should be <laughs> in, you are foolish <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be reading these books at all and just look at the image that's exactly I and i think that. That's I feel like Galadriel. Too. Do you remember when she says? Uh, Who? She, Galadriel, come on. Oh no, the listeners are gonna find out you don't know about Lord of the Rings. No,
1: I mean uh, I never watched Lord of the Rings. I also tell the girls that I don't watch movies. Like you know that I don't watch I movies do you know? on
0: TV. But the um Oops. but Galadriel, she has a mirror that she looks into all right, anyway. So, no, go um, ahead, tell no. the story, tell the story. Yeah, so she's just um part of her magic is the ability to see into the future, but mm-hmm. she does so. Through this giant basin that she pours water in, and mm-hmm. then she uses a form of agomancy—I don't know what it's called—but I, I think hydromancy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing the mancy on the, <laughs> <on> <laughs> with on the, the water, water. <laughs> right. right? So, um, at any rate, it's it's really interesting and compelling um, as like a visual. And I just realized that this kind of like I'm making, but this, the thing is, she's making shapes out of the movements in the water, mm-hmm. and that's how she sees what she sees. And that's what I'm doing. That makes me yeah. think about
1: like the water benders from like Avatar and stuff yes. like that,
0: and like being able to create,
1: and also thinking about like the element of water is all about <laughs> like emotions and things of that nature. That's that has nothing to do with that, but that's what that's what they, like brought to mind. Like mm. also being able to like know that your emotions shape the decisions that you are making, especially when it comes to your finances, right? Yeah. And I think about this like in this moment where it's just like as long as it's aligned in heart and and mi- head and mind, like in heart and mind, like then that means that it's always going to be a good decision. And sometimes we get caught up in like making decisions or like should I be spending on this because of what you know my parents did not have or you know they told me like save this or blah, blah blah whatever whatever but as long as it's in alignment for you and knowing that sometimes the village behind you may not support the decisions that you're making but that does no. not mean that you can't step forward.
0: forward well that's exactly right because I think what happens is we're very often rewarded for um, answering the question how can I get up this ladder faster. Mm-hmm. But we are almost never rewarded <laughs> mm-hmm. for asking if the ladder is on the right wall in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think with this being so far removed and being kind of alone and you know it almost looks like he's on the 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 um, the rafters. That's not <laughs> not the rafters <laughs> <laughs> like the um god damn it. <laughs> like the wherever the like they walk and patrol mm-hmm. like on the outer rim of the city. So he looks elevated in some way but come through so
1: i feel like that's kind of like a major theme that we will see over the next couple of weeks (laughs) we have the second card being the um high priestess card so actually you go ahead and interpret what is it
0: telling you can i go first go ahead all right so i would first point out that she looks remarkably composed Mm -hmm. we have a woman in front of us she's got i believe isn't that the um um, Isis, or Isis, Isis, Isis—the um, the the symbol on top of her mm-hmm. uh, like the, her head. She's got the, a like, horn diadem. Yes, thank you. I'm mm-hmm. like trying, but she's also got um, a cross in the middle, which could be the Christian cross, or it could be something completely different because mm-hmm. it also looks from left to right B plus J, mm-hmm. which is a story that you could tell. She's holding a copy of the Torah. She has the red dot in her left hand, mm-hmm. although I guess she's toned red, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't look at her face, I just thought the dot and I'm looking from top to bottom. She's got a crescent moon at her feet. So I'm beginning to get images of like Diana, but then there's, there's the goddess Diana, mm-hmm. but then there's also kind of the story here that looks, this looks to me very Libra from some elements of it because mm-hmm. of um, what this feels like is a balance of rule of law. Cause she's, so the Torah, Opens on a list of commandments, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's the really big part of this um story of the Torah. I don't know what the B and J stand for. Um so i can actually tell you yakin and boaz <clears throat> of oh, the mystic temple of solomon yes yes okay so then this brings in um they're connected to the temple of solomon because these are on these columns mm-hmm. that this is also about the um evocation of wisdom using the rule of law yeah and because the backdrop is tapestry with really really rich inks this is written this is dropped this character would not have been at a time where it was easy to produce these blue tones in the tapestry that's behind her Mm. so there's got to be some wealth attached to this too okay and the the other thing that i would say is with um the um they look like raspberries but i happen to know they're pomegranates Mm -hmm. which we just discussed is a symbol of fertility but also because it is connected to this myth that's that's cool Mm -hmm. you pulled that listen
1: universe always hears listen you're hearing your first i do (laughs) tarot girl go away but you do you do yourself absolutely and for the <laughs> girls
0: because you out here preaching and, and ministering he's like he's like you just started just cool down um, <laughs> right so did. i had so so anyway with this pomegranate it's like connected with that persephone um and, and hades story about the symbol of new life but the very violent and traumatic transformation that nature has to go through to usher and change mm-hmm. um, once a flower has grown and then it's fallen off and then it's summertime what what next mm-hmm. the, you know it's, it's time to refresh cycle so there's also a very deep connection to um fertility mm-hmm. um on the back of this
1: i think that that's very just so that way you know the next card in the major arcana uh-huh. because this is number two in the major arcana mm-hmm. the next card is the empress card which yeah. is all about divine feminine energy all about that fertility all about that uh, archetypal mother energy right. and that's as you see right. that she you know the high priestess so you said obviously there has to be some like
0: is there connection to love with this with her
1: I feel like the connection to law is really about like sometimes we learn from people Um, and we have to receive from others that have that sense of wisdom, but they also, you know, everybody's not going to give you wisdom. You have to go out and seek it and also not necessarily prove yourself, but know that you are intuitively in a place where you can receive and somebody's going to be willing to like put into you. And I feel like it's really just about like finding that balance of like, I don't
0: want to call it good and evil, like black and white. This is what this says to me now. I think I've come to a fuller, like personal sense of it. I think this is talking about the strength of a healthy institution, like this is what a healthy institution should look like. Mm-hmm. She's the high priestess. She's not a priestess. She's the high priestess. Mm-hmm. Any body of people who organize themselves where somebody could be at the top it mm-hmm. means that they must understand hierarchy. Okay. Okay, whether we appreciate the certain kinds of hierarchy that result in a pyramid where one person is on top That is a question that I think we all can, you know, wrestle with another time. The reality is our society is structured in this way. We do see it and it is very hurtful and Mm -hmm. it causes a tremendous amount of damage. Um, So I kind of think to myself, that this is the image of what the good institution should look like. We have somebody who is representative of multiple faiths. We've got the cross in the center. We've got um, older religions represented in Mm -hmm. the diadem on the top, Um, and older faiths more connected to the earth. We have the Torah um, and the, the pillars that are part of the institution that King Solomon set up for the wisdom institution for his time. So the thing is, if you are in the court of Solomon, you, prescribed schools of wisdom like Mm -hmm. Solomon did Mm -hmm. and you investigated Solomon's mystery you know like this was the way that this went so to me everything about her looks like it's the promise of what good can shine through for the people because the moon is in this and any lunar goddess is always for the people if we are the shining example of what our institutions are. So we imagine that they ought to be. This is like the image of the good institution. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how does that
1: connect to the fourth? I don't know yet. That?
0: I don't. I need to hear the whole story. First. Okay,
1: go ahead. So then we're going to talk about the seven of cups as our last card here. So as you can see, there's a lot of shit going on on this card. We're looking at. Remember, we're looking at the traditional rider
0: weight. So what do you kind of like think of this as? A man looks surprised mm-hmm. at an apparition of cups that he can choose from and all of them look like vices mm-hmm. there is a vice of pride there's a vice of greed and wealth there's a vice of isolation there's a vice of i guess jealousy um a vice of cunning mm-hmm. a vice of well i don't know what to do with the, the gorgon's head i can just only assume that that is medusa um it doesn't look like snake hair but or maybe it's women. Oh my goodness, of course. This is just actually probably sexual vices is, is probably what this is. I'm so gay, I forget that. <laughs> <laughs> there are straight people in this world. <laughs> I refuse to believe right. it. All right. Um But then at the very top, there's the unknown gift that's covered, mm-hmm. but it's glowing. Mm-hmm. But does that mean you're gonna go for that? Well, the thing is that on one of these cups, there's very clearly shown, I th- a skull mm-hmm. and i think the only reason you can see that is because of the way that the light is refracted back which makes me think each of these cups could have a skull on it somewhere mm-hmm. that we can't see mm-hmm. so i think that this card probably speaks to temptation in a general sense yeah, and not being able to isolate where the harm comes from what is harm And whether or not the thing that we want to attain for is among these evils, or if it, because this, red, I'm just going to, I'm now making the inference that this is not some unknown thing that's been offered to him. It's his desire that now he recognizes anytime desire and attachment comes into something, one of these also seem to be in attendance. This is my guess. Okay, so Mm -hmm. tell me, so I think it's about the, a choice. Yes, absolutely. It's Wait, about really?
1: temptation. It's about choices. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, hold on.
0: literally, like
1: it's about choices. Ah and it's about knowing that there are prizes. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, you also have to remind yourself that like you may choose one prize, it may be a dirty prize, feel what I'm saying? It may be a prize that's like a, a surprise, but you also have to remind yourself that sometimes you're going to make choices that may be good for you. Sometimes you're going to make choices that are not, but each of them comes with a cup, the
0: you most, know what I'm saying? Yeah, the most important thing to me though, is that these are drawn in a cloud, which is forever the reminder that This is this fear of the imagination of how you go after something is entirely in your mind Mm -hmm. and it is that that's the actual poison that's why none of these you can't drink from any of those cups the imagining of the thing the temptation of the thing Mm -hmm. it's not possible to be tempted if you're living in the moment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're either with it or you're you're not
1: not. yeah and you also have to remind yourself that sometimes with the decision that you make is based on the place that you are coming from at that present moment to make a decision because you know if we decide to choose the woman or sexual you know proclivities or what have you that may be what we need in that very moment in time but is that a choice that you are making Um, And is it something that you are attaching a negative connotation or negative belief to it? You said that you noticed that one of the cups had like a skull on it, right? And it's like, that would obviously be like the one that, like, should I be taking this? But it's also just like, if you think about it in the concept of like death, Mm -hmm. and it's like opening closing one door in order for you to open another door but this may be a door that one person can need to close whereas you as yourself may not want to choose that cup because it doesn't represent death to you you feel Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it represents Mm -hmm. something that is uh it's kind of like i'm like it makes me think of like that image like i'm dead like it's funny to you you feel what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's really just about the concept of what you see each of the choices in your life showing up as the intuitive nature that comes into making these decisions and trusting yourself and trusting the balances of law. Like you said, the I don't wanna call it the balance of good and evil, but also the imagination, the wisdom that comes from making these decisions. But you always know that you have um the mental faculties and you have the the space to do these things right now like you have everything that you need in order for these things to come to reality but sometimes we get into this mental like this mental fog around whether or not we are enough whether or not we're doing enough and it seems like the story here is all about like following your intuition to make the choices that are going to be the best for you they may not be the best for pam or sam or joey but at the same time, you are taking a moment right now to f- listen to your emotions. That's why the uh, the moon is here. And knowing that like intuitively, the nudges will come up when you sit and wait, when you allow yourself to process where you are in your head and where you are in your heart and know that as you are standing on your own two feet, you are stable, you're grounded, your home, your physical body is secure. And this is this uh, the advice is what we are stepping through over these next couple of weeks is like, You know, as I'm listening to my body, as I'm listening to my soul, as I know that I am enough, as I know that my mind is clear, as I know that the decisions that I am making are right for me, then I'm not going to get distracted by all of the choices that are around me. You feel what I'm saying? I'm still going to make the choice that's best for me. It may look distracting to somebody else, but for me, I know that at this leg of the journey, this is going to be the prize that is going to benefit me the most. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to stop your flow. I know you're stop good. Me. I've just been thinking. I mean, Talk to me. The, the Talk other to me. What is it bringing up? Well, this is an accident of the way. Like, if I actually just step back and look at the picture that's been painted, what mm-hmm. we have, if I'm using the interpretations I threw down, because I think if I'm going to d- develop on it, I still have to use those. Absolutely. So the thing is, at the center of this three-card pull is this card that I think is representing this picture of good institution mm-hmm. right now and fertility and the good that can come to the common people when things are healthy and when they're balanced, even when they do operate within the confines of institutional limits, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you've got the wisdom of Solomon's, the Solomon schools, like, I mean, anyway, I don't, we don't need to get down that road, but it wasn't a complete summation of human wisdom, Mm -hmm. but it still had such an important role to play in the philosophical um, developments that happened in the centuries after. Um, it's during and after it's creation so Mm -hmm. right moving on from that but on the left and on the right there are two different pictures that appear to be different moments of the same person yeah where maybe on the left is just this kind of um recognition of your own autonomy your ability to stand on what you have Mm -hmm. the, the ability to direct your resources to preserve your energy where it needs to be preserved but this recognition that it's impossible to do perfect good through an institution that isn't good. Yes. And we don't live and operate within it. any frame of institution institutions between men and women um are not healthy. Institutions between state and individual are not healthy. Um we don't actually have this. So, you know, it's 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 also just kind of this picture of the 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 risks that, you know, stand on the other side of mm-hmm. this equation if we lose our <laughs> focus um, as to what it is we set out to do and i think that's why the picture of good institution is in the middle nothing makes a good institution like you just have to do the right thing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, you know you change culture one relationship at a time one conversation at a time and because all of these different chalices you can drink from these prizes they're all in a cloud i think the symbolism is that these fears of taking from the wrong cup the idea that you can take any of these cups in this form anyway is not the right image you know it's it's a it's a it's an illusion and it's fear and worry on top that makes um the ability to make healthy choices a lot harder than it has to be Mm -hmm. and so remember that anytime that you're worrying about um worry right i mean you should think about your choices and think about your actions but once it starts to reach reach a place of worry of concern of fear um, you know, you've got to kind of break that cycle and bring yourself into the moment yep. and to listen to, you know, where your heart is. Because somewhere, somewhere your heart's telling you that there you are afraid of something. So if you can trace where that is, it's probably not in the problem that you're trying to solve right there. It's somewhere deeper, yep. but also easier to access.
1: If you have that sense of awareness around yeah. those two binaries of like what I need, what I yeah. don't need. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's really just about like being mentally and emotionally clear in order to make that decision. And also knowing that, because obviously this is the archetype, because we have two men and we have a woman. So it's like tapping into that energy of like being uh, receptive to guidance, to mothering, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
0: To feminine wiles. And also the absolute affirmation that the masculine must derive its strength from the feminine. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is like, so I talk about this sometimes in astrological context that, the masculine is inherently unstable mm-hmm. um, its nature is unstable it can't sustain itself it cannot reproduce itself it cannot do anything the feminine principle is all it's it's the summation of all potential mm-hmm. and then the masculine principle is the activation of potential so it's the violent act that turns what could be into what is that chain reaction. that is what the masculine principle is and that's it so when it's over it's gone this new thing that is is now part of the potential of all that can be. It's become feminine, so nothing ever stays masculine. A masculine process turns a new one feminine thing into another. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, the the masculine, you know, kind of um, picture on either side here is also talking about a very intentional direction of your action. Because remember, the masculine principle is about the choice of where to mm-hmm. place the constructive violent thing that make sense yeah okay (laughs) i i I hate using the word violent but i mean i i mean that is kind of what it is like when you go to the gym Mm -hmm. and you work out your muscles you're actually tearing them that's it's violent it's it but it's it's constructive violence against your muscles if you don't overextend they grow back stronger Mm -hmm. and this is you know generally you know the picture i think well i love that you were able to give that context especially from like your
1: perspective um and that's kind of like what i see these next couple of weeks being it's really just about like taking the actions that help you to expand but knowing it's not an easy expansion and also recognizing where there will be tr- not necessarily trouble but temptation mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you have to make a decision on that and that's how you will get to the bag. That's how you will get to the next phase of your life. But also the message that comes up here is like you've never made any mistakes. Mm. And it's really just about you recognizing that like as you are shifting, as you are going throughout these next couple of weeks, as you are being grounded and rooted in yourself, rooted in your body, rooted in your
0: home and listening to that intuition, then you will always make the right decision 100%. for you. 100%, listen, if there is a God, if there is a creator, if there's anything, anything that can be done in this world mm-hmm. has already been co-signed. Okay. If it's possible to be done, God already agreed, you can do it. Amen. Listen. So you just have really got to let go of any form of shame or disappointment. Like It's not productive to ever even go there because at the end of the day, if it should not have been possible. It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. So the question now is we just need to get deeper into who we are and and understand where some of our actions cause hurt because that is the problem you know, it's, it's not the action itself. It's the, it's the, what the does, reaction. The, action create? Yep. What does Wh- the reaction create? Yep. Which
1: goes back to what I propose around the new moon in Aquarius. Like if you could do anything like without, with knowing that you would not fail, what would you be doing? Yeah. How would, if you could accomplish anything without knowing a failure, what would you be going for? And mm-hmm. how would you like consciously move towards it with fervor, with intention? And with desire,
0: okay. Well, you know, I'm gonna tell you that now that I've had this experience with tarot, I like if I could do anything and like not be, I know I wouldn't fail, mm-hmm. I'd want to try tarot. I don't uh, see why uh, you don't
1: pull it. I mean, and the thing about it is like you can start <laughs> pulling it into your practice as well. You know, I just turned on a, tar- a tarot tee <laughs> over here, she's got a tarot tee in her mouth. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But no, I also feel like this is something that you can start incorporating into your own practices. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, some people pull lots of cards and for anybody else out there, you know that I like to do maybe two, three cards at a time because you can get a lot from just two or three pieces of the puzzle. It doesn't have to be convoluted. We
0: have to take steps piece by piece. One thing I have to say before we close- one Go last ahead. Thing. One Go last ahead. Thing. When we pulled these cards, they were all upside down, but we very quickly turned them. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to remember that was part of the divination too. So I think part of the message with thats that is that, maybe things will appear one way mm-hmm. but it actually takes very little effort to get to the place where you can see them upright so just remember that and then start digging at your problem
1: and it's like thinking about how we even got to the place of knowing that you wanted to reverse them because you wanted to see it from a better perspective yeah and oh it's really yeah about so like you, you that might mentality. actually have
0: to reorient yourself. that's exactly right oh that is very good gary so yeah you have to be the one to reorient yourself Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. So how are you reorienting yourself throughout the next couple of weeks and making sure that you are giving yourself some time, some energy to get back into your mind, get back into your body, know that you are safe, know that you are secure, know that you are protected. And whatever you decide to do is never a mistake. You're always in the right place. So we're going to go ahead and close out this episode because I know that we have talked for a really long fucking time and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. But Wade, where can people
0: find you on social media? Right. So my um, Twitter is WadeCaves. Um, same with Instagram. My website's currently under construction. It's been under construction for four months. That's so, but I know it's so close to done, but there's just one thing that I want to have. But I, at some point I got to let it go, but that's WadeCaves.com. But do you want to? email me mm-hmm. it's hello at wadecaves.com.
1: listen because he did share about uh that britney spears article yeah. that he's in the yeah yeah so
0: you can message you can dm me on twitter mm-hmm. me Wade Caves, or you can you know anything that works for you and i'll, I'll get it i'll get a copy of it. thank you so much for being here with yeah. us. yeah hey this is cool i enjoyed this yes i'm glad yeah. it's been such a
1: pleasure to have you and also welcome you to the mystic family hey. um and also as my first you know uh guest for the year, it feels like a wonderful way to step into- 2020. 20, 2022. 2022
0: wanted to show out a little bit. Okay, she wanted to, she wanted to <laughs> shake her tits a little bit and I'm
1: thankful <laughs> that you were here to shake your titties with me. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for being here with me today. Again, um, thank you so much to the sponsors that have helped the show to be in existence for over two years at this point. It's at the two and a half year mark. The girl is out here making moves and making things shake. Um, and I'm so grateful. I hope that you all have a very safe new moon in Aquarius welcoming to yourself into the uh, Lunar New Year. You know, it's Black History Month next month. Power to the people, okay? Um, and I hope that you all have a beautiful rest of your day as you're listening to this episode. Don't forget, give me five stars if you got a moment. Let me know what you liked about this episode. Let me know if there was anything that resonated for you. You know, I'm always here to chit-chat and tell you the tea, okay? Signing off. This is your girl, your famous, your famous, your favorite, your favorite bitch, your famous, your favorite bitch. Why can't I get those words out? Ah! Gangsta Gurry, Gary DeAndre, signing off once again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.